It's just the leader. It's your boy D. I'm sorry. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? This is the Homeroom with Smooth Podcast, episode number 230. All right, this is the last episode of season eight. I got with me Jamar okay. Langley. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. you doing, man? What's going on, Smooth? How you doing, man? All is well. I'm blessed, highly favored, and dude, just enjoying every moment of what's going on right now. Man, I, I hey, man, you, you, and you got a lot going on, and you got a lot going on, and we're gonna get into that. You got yes, a lot sir. Going. Yes, sir. <laughs> get, get to the good stuff. <laughs> right, 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 man. But uh, man, but first of all, like you know, what I'm saying, how you doing today, man? How's your day going? Man, it's a beautiful day. It's a little hot, but I won't complain, man. Um. Dude, the day has been beautiful, man. Got out. Where? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, you're in Atlanta? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. it's out over here, man. So, um, but I don't complain, dude. It's it's a beautiful day. I've been out three, four times. You know what I'm saying? Like just out there working out and walking around. It's oh, been a good day, man. Great day. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. So, um, so like to just just to give 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 us a little background on yourself, because I know you're a singer, a songwriter. You also like play instruments. I've seen that too. So like, yeah, so like yeah, walk, walk us walk us through that. Like give us a little a little four one one on yourself. Okay, well yeah, um I'm originally from Andrew, South Carolina. That's about forty five minutes, I would say, south of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So if you're familiar oh. with Myrtle Beach, then I'm about forty five minutes to an hour from Myrtle Beach. Very okay. small, quaint, family oriented town. Um mm-hmm. shoot, my dad played guitar, my mom sung. I always say those are the first superstars I ever discovered, never saw. And mm-hmm. I just what they did and just fell in love and when I fell in love with it I realized I had it as well so around the age of about three is when I first started really singing so mm. um it wasn't until about 11 or 12 is when I first learned how to play keys and singing and um man just like my dad man just started writing songs you know mm. and yeah just coming from a deep family because I'm one I'm eight I'm number eight of eight okay so wow. my baby, my baby <laughs> family, four brothers, three sisters, and then it's me. So okay. um, we all love music. All been music lovers. Me and my brothers have sung, uh, especially when I was old enough to finally sing with them. Around the mm-hmm. age of about fourteen, I guess that's old enough. <laughs> it it me into the group, you yeah. know. Yeah, into the fraternity, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was like the first group I was ever in, man. Like with my brothers, uh, we were called Addiction, and you know, it started off singing out like. Fourth of July, family cookouts, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. and then we started getting like little gigs here and there, singing weddings. Next thing you know, okay. man, we're in, that was yeah, my first time in Atlanta was actually with them. I was about fifteen years old, and we were singing at a place called the Crow's Nest. And of mm. course, I wasn't old enough to get in, but they had to let me in because you know I was one of the lead singers of the group by that time. So uh, <laughs> it was a journey, man. But even with that at 15, you know, like, I'm also into sports as well. Like, I played basketball. I ran track. I played soccer. You know, and, like, so it's like the battle between, like, wanting to be great at sports because I was pretty good and just knowing mm-hmm. I have, like, a natural gift of singing. It's like it didn't really mm-hmm. hit me until I was about, I would say, about 18, 19 years old when I realized, that, oh, shoot, like, I really... I really have like a necessary gift, not just a gift, but something that's necessary within me. And by that time, I'm kind of touching on guitar a little bit. But I was 
definitely what, 21, 2021, when I first learned how to play guitar. And a lot of people be like, wow, that's kind of incredible to play how you play in such a short time. And I'm like, yeah, that's wild, bro. Like, yeah, man, just practice. Man. Like I, like, I, always, <laughs> I always tell people smooth, man, I practice as if I don't even know how to play that thing. Still to this day, like, mm. I have a practice routine for when I'm singing, when I'm playing guitar, just always being prepared for the stage at all times. So um, finally, at about the age of about 24, let me see, you know what, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. no, 27, I moved to Atlanta. Okay. And even moving to Atlanta, the road was rough, man. I mean, several failures, closed doors, closed doors, nobody giving you an opportunity to do anything. I was just in the background, just being a musician. Never had a chance to really show the art and the, the craftsmanship, the writing, you know. And it's just like I went through a whole, like a whole spin for about six years. And it wasn't until I met the guy that I work with now currently that things started mm-hmm. to really kind of turn. Uh, my guy, Jay Reed. And so we've been grinding. That's your, that's your production manager? Yeah, Jay Reed. Yeah, okay. I was, I was just, yeah, I was just, I was just asking. Like, yeah, he's like, he, yeah, I, I actually produced it with him. Like, he's like my music partner. So, like, all of the songs you hear, all of the albums you hear, that's just, that's me and him producing that stuff oh, and, and writing it as well. So, just the two of us, man. You know, Jimmy hey, Jam and Terry Lewis and out, you know? <laughs> Hey, that's cold. That's cold. Yeah, that's, so like, that's what I've been doing up until the voice opportunity. Like, mm, okay. Releasing records and videos and, you know, just, just keeping this thing going, man. Keeping the grind alive. So that's that's pretty much a background my story. I'm a country boy, man. Okay. Hey, same. I'm a country boy from Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm already knowing. I'm already knowing. There, there's been many a family trip to Atlanta. You know, say, oh, we gotta go down to Georgia. We're gonna go to Atlanta. Yep, there you go, man. That was my first time. I actually come here all the time. Back in like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, how did you get? So, you were on season 23 of The Voice, right? Yes. Yes. So, how did you get end up getting on The Voice? <laughs> how did I end up getting on The Voice? Movie? Yeah. Uh, casting director wrote me on Instagram. That's how I got on the voice. So what? Um, yeah, I checked I checked my <laughs> What? No, hey, that's kind of wild. Like I an audition for the voice. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, I always say, man, God is good, man, because you never know what's happening out here. Um, I did an audition for the voice. Casting director wrote me. Uh, I just so happened to check my spam messages one day and man, it was saying, Hey, I'm so and so. I work with uh, NBC The Voice and Et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to audition for The Voice? I'm like, okay. And so I was like, yeah. So it went from that to e- we exchanged emails. And even in the email, I'm still not believing what's going on right now. <laughs> it was the most random thing that has ever happened to me in my life, man. I'm so yeah. serious. Like, that is by far in all of my life the most random thing that's ever happened to me. So um, finally, I talked to her on the phone and I was like, oh, this is really happening. So, uh, <laughs> A day or two later, I, I had a Zoom screening call, a screening call, kind of like an interview. So I was all, you know, make sure I was dressed and pressed and all that stuff. And um, she told me everything I would need to do, I guess, getting to know me. I think even then is when the process really started, uh, yeah. even in that Zoom screening call. Um, man, next thing you know, I'm on the next Zoom call with about 115 people. Jesus. Yes. 
115 people on one Zoom call. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you can yeah. hear everybody on the screen. You can scroll. I mean, everybody. Yeah, I'm just scrolling, being nosy, like, oh, she okay? It looks like they can say. You know, this is scrolling. So I see what is what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, but by the time I got to LA, there were only about 85 people. So some people yeah. had already got cut from the process of the Zoom call. So I was like, oh, they, they for real. They for real out here. Like, they really do narrow this thing down. Like, for real. This is a real process. Ooh, wee. Yeah, ooh, wee. Man, yeah. got cut before you even hit the stage. That's tough. Man, and, yeah, there's some people, you know, I hate to skip ahead, but, like, I've seen some people, like, with bags packed and leaving when I'm coming back from rehearsal. Like, just randomly leaving and, you know, the little gossip going around. Oh, so-and-so left. And I'm like, what happened? We don't know. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> Let me let me go in the room and practice then. Is the rehearsal room open? Let's go up in here and sing this try me right quick by James Brown. Let me sing my song, man, because I, I can't I gotta make sure just in case. But later I found out kind of why some people were it was like random reasons, staging, probably a little too nervous on the stage because you're gonna be on TV. Not knowing the words to your song, not sure about your arrangement, just not being prepared, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah, so wow. that's why I was overly prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then I seen um when you did perform, right? Uh, yeah. You got um, you your mentor ended up being Chance the rapper. So how how did how did that end up working out with Chance, man? Man, listen, man. Um. I chose Chance, man, because he's a creative like me, man. And I don't know if a lot of people really know extensively, like, about his musical background, but Chance is a very musical dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's able to, even when you hear him sing a little bit, it's like, oh, he can sing. Yeah, like, he, he's a musical guy. Like, he, his music catalog is very vast. It's very large, man. He listens to a variety of things, just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to a variety of music, and I'm very well-versed in, like, the genres, Mm-hmm. So um, I chose him from a creative aspect because I felt like I felt like it would be great moments in the show. Even if I did one more performance after my blind audition, I knew that it would still be like a top tier moment in mm-hmm. the entire show. And um, man, we just it, working with him was easy, man. When he saw the amount of talent that I was bringing in, you know, and focus and hard work. And he mm-hmm. was like, "Man, you got it. Like, I got a, you know, I got a few notes for you, but for the most part, dude, yeah." <laughs> He's like, "Do you try this right here?" But like, you can try this little thing right. I'm like, "Cool, yeah," because I'm looking for the notes. I'm looking like, "What you got for me?" You say what? You, you thought you said something? Oh, you didn't say anything? Okay, cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for the notes. Like, huh? What, you say something? Oh, now I'm good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, but yeah, um. He just let me do my thing, man. He let me create, and then he would come in and kind of sauce it up and give little pointers here and there that that really actually helped and that worked, and that wasn't outside of my comfort zone. It was just like mm-hmm. another level of what I could do from from his point, his eye point of view. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So he really so, pushed you, pushed you, and helped you grow to that next level. There you go. Yes, because as good and as experienced as I am, you can never stop growing, man. Growth is like. A, it's like an eternal thing, man. That's facts. That's facts, man. So, um, so how, so, um, so how, how do you plan on using that experience that you had on the voice? You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying to further your your future endeavors. 
honestly, man, with the new, with the way these platforms are set up, just really being um, as much as a people's person as I am to people, to let people know that. Because a lot of people didn't get to probably see the story. They probably just saw me perform over and over again. So mm -hmm. um, one of my goals is for people to just get to know me, man. I'm just, you know, like I said, man, the country boy with big dreams, man. Like, I'm just out here working hard on the camera, off the camera, on interview, off interview. You know, this this is what you get. And, you know, like, I just want people to connect with me. And I'm using that platform to show people, like, different sides of me. And also, mm -hmm. sing. and you know, of course, I'm still working on music. You know, that's how I got to that point. But um, just letting people know that they can connect to me on a different level, man. Like, okay, more than anything. So, so to 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 talk more about your music, you as an artist, your music. So you dropped your first single in 2019 called "Feels Good," like "Feel Good." Excuse me, not "Feel yeah. Good." Feel Good. Feel how good. how was how was that like? How did how would that? What was the process of dropping your first record? Um, just really getting in the studio. And really uh, honing in on like your sound. Who are okay. you? How? What's your limit in sound? Where are you trying to go? Uh, what market are you trying to be in? Like, what are you trying to sound like in today's time? You know, and it's 2019, uh, and so like we know this music has been changing. But even with music changing, I'm like I want to stay. I want to stand firm on. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this R&B mm -hmm. vibe, right? I want to stand firm on what I would perceive as my version of R&B. Still, mm, it doesn't okay. catch on until four years from now. At least I know when it catches on, it's going to be it catches on because it's different and it's not blending in with the with the popular sounds. So I'm like, let's just you know, I would you know some R&B. A lot of R&B got a lot of um, I call it sing rapping in it. Yeah, yeah the sing rapping era. And a lot of R&B have 808s in it, and the subject matter doesn't really cater to women anymore. It's more on the like a mm. nothing against it. Hey, whatever floats your boat. But like it, it's more like um, one night stand, meeting the, meeting the girl in the club, and mm -hmm. it's just no love involved. But you know, like ah, okay. it's really not a love factor. So I'm like, listen, I want to make women feel good when they hear me, man. Even if they don't hear this song to three or four years from now, whether it catches. And I don't if I get a million plays a week or if I get 30 plays a week. I just need it to be authentic. So that's what feel good came from, man. It's an authentic sound, you know. And I really was thinking about in the Spanish culture too. Cause Sp Hispanic people are very romantic with, with songs that they write. Yeah, that's true. So I, I true. love that about Hispanic music. I don't know what they're saying most of the time. <laughs> I'm all saying me and more, like you know, like I'm hearing like something about love and something about mm -hmm. ID. It's always something, so I'm like, you know what? It's like the same concept. Like I want to kind of be, you know, whether it's like I love you or I hate that I love you or that I once hated you, now I love you. No matter what, just want to be in like a relationship type of vein of musicality, and I, I kind of stuck there. So, man, that's how feel good came about. And okay. it turned out how it needed to turn out. Because right, <laughs> I, it, I turn it on right now, and I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, I'm catering to someone. Like, if a random woman was to listen to this song, she yeah. would feel she 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 would feel good, you know? Okay, okay. <clears throat> and I, I and I agree, I agree. Like, you you have you have good records, and like they they all they all like they have a good like like underlying like 
feel like they have a really good like to not pun intended i guess like they feel good like underneath it all like they feel yeah. good like some some records you know when you hear them it, it feels a bit it feels and sounds a bit dirty like yeah. yours yours feels good like it just feel it just naturally just like you don't want to turn it off like, i tell you wow, that, like, yeah you don't want to turn it off like it's not like oh get, get past that like it doesn't it's not abrasive like it just yeah it slides right in there Man, that's that's big, man. I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So then, uh, you dropped your first album in 2020 called "In My Dreams." Mm-hmm. What, what was the what was the process with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I see, I see, I'm looking at the cover art, and it looked like you know what I'm saying, like you rocking out on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what's going on? It's like breaking out of a shell type deal, because like I'm introducing again, like you know, I've always been this guy. I blew, I grew up on like folk music, bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Uh, blues, um, a little country, and soul, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and rock and roll, too. So, like, I listen to the Beatles, but I also listen to Johnny Cash. I listen mm-hmm. to Johnny Cash, but I also listen to Sam Cooke and Otis Reddy. I listen to mm-hmm. this, but I also met, listen to people like Michael Bolton and the Bee Gees. I listen to the Bee Gees, but I also listen to the Temptations and the OJs and the Stylists. Okay. So it's like all of these blended blended things kind of like came to mind it's like i just wanted to create music man that's different just create from my mm-hmm. mind so that's why every song on there is completely its own entity from one through ten you know every song has its own identity and the, that process was to make sure that it all could come together collectively on one album and make sense even though mm-hmm. it's ten entirely different sounds going on like yeah. in my dreams, the first song, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, like Prince and Michael came together to create, <laughs> a you know, and it's just, you know, like yeah, yeah. But then you got feel good, which like goes R and B, and then you go to Thief in the Night, which is like electro pop, Princey, you know, like Michael, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of. Just jumping from place to place, man, and just really making it come all together to make sense while listeners hear. Man, so what's your favorite? What's your favorite record on there then? Like, <laughs> what is your favorite? Man, it's gonna change every day. But if I have, <laughs> it changes. Every, it changes every week. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. Every week yeah. or two, I'm always listening to one song more than other. But I would say. It's out of Lifeline. Okay. I love, I love the song Lifeline. Lifeline. Oh my goodness, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, such a radio record, man. It just again, it's like it's it's like one of the best songs a lot of people have never heard yet. It's so good, it's, man. It's, it's a fan favorite. I like. I see it's a fan favorite. Like yeah, it's up there. <laughs> and then, um, of course, the uncomparable highlight girl. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. But um, I would say my personal favorite song that I turn on and I keep feeling the same feeling like you get that that frequency is Lifeline, man. I don't know. It just I don't know if it's the intro or the, like, I I just like what it's talking about. And then it give given the ninety uh, the nineties feel the ooh, mm-hmm. all that nineties type of, and I'm like ooh, mm-hmm. it make you just wanna you know it just it just yeah. it, it feels good. And so Lifeline is probably my one. And then right behind that, I would probably be probably like Cali Moonlight. 
Ah, uh, love that song too. It's number, okay. it's number two on there. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 all of the records, man. I still listen to my own stuff, man. I, and that's that's an unusual thing. But I listen to my own album, man. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, that's. But I think that's the hallmark of knowing that you did something good if you will listen to it yourself. Because if you won't listen to it, what did you just make? What did you create? Like, you, come on, man. Because it's not like it, it's not even you then. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to listen to you, then it's you didn't. It's not you that created it. It's not you that created it, man. You're trying to be. You're trying to be, uh, you know, a piece of something else that you may have seen or mm -hmm. work for someone else. You know, but you're not being authentically you. And sometimes being authentically you means you'll probably be left out of a few rooms because yeah. your different is too different for people right now. And I've experienced that even from 2020 to now. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people listen to my album and be like, man, this dude is too different. I, I don't know where to place him. I, I've had that said to me so many times. I don't know where to place this song, place this record. And I'm like, okay. And... <clears throat> I'm I, I'm of the mindset because of how I listen to music is I mm. don't care about placing artists anywhere. I just go in there. I'm like, okay, this is this artist. This is this album. Let me listen to it front to back and see like what 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 do I walk away with? Like was that? And then oh. I then I might listen again and go, was that what I was supposed to walk away with or not? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, like wow. what, what were they trying to say? Because when I first listen, that's me. Like for me, and then I, the second time I go in there more as, I guess, like as an analyst or like a critic trying to see where they were coming from. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of times like the artist is coming from a different place because they were in a different place than you right. maybe ne right. have never been. Right. So right, wow. man. So correct, Smooth. So yeah. correct. And even when I listen to my artists of yesterday and today, my favorites, like I sit there and do the same thing. Like I was just listening to Lenny Kravitz and trying to see like, why did he go to that note? Like, that was genius. It sounded so good. Like, what made him do that part right there? Mm -hmm. You know, made him sing this song. It ain't over until it's over. Like, mm -hmm. how'd you come up with this stuff? Like, what were you thinking? Yeah. What were you going through? Like, <laughs> right. <I> mean, <laughs> so you have you have a second album, Love Sessions, Volume One. Yeah. All right. So what Love Session is it? Is it what it's supposed? Is it sound like what it's supposed to sound like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm paying I'm I'm pretty much paying like tribute to some of the um the, all the artists uh in ATL. You got one twelve, uh mm -hmm. you have Usher, CeeLo, yeah. and um I forgot the group where little young um oh my goodness, what's his name? Bobby Valentino was in, but um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mister, I forgot I about that group too. I think the group was called Mr. But um, you know, so I did some classes like Blackberry Molasses. Cupid's mm -hmm. on there. I did a sped mm -hmm. up version of um, Usher, Nice and Slow. I did Crazy mm -hmm. by CeeLo, a little version of Crazy by CeeLo on there. Yeah. And um, I actually have some originals on there as well. Uh, Kiss Goodnight is on there. Tell Me Baby. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the other one, but I love it too. But um, yeah, man, I was just tacked in and just wanted to pay, pay tribute, but then throw some of my some of my records on there as well. Just another way for people to just hear some of my music, man. That, that's that's genius. That's smart. I see. See, that's something I I was like, I literally told my friend that because they they were making music. I said, look, I'm like, really? 
Like, you're always doing, because they're a rapper, I was like, you're always doing these freestyles. I'm like, how about you put some of these freestyles on an album, and then you put some of your regular stuff as well, because people love to listen to your freestyles. Then you just kind of just slide your stuff right in there. They transition right into you. They don't even know what happened. They don't, they even, don't know even know what happened. All they know is they're listening to good records being played. Yep. And that's exactly what I did. So every other song is like, you can hear one of my originals slid in there. Then I put like two of the cover type songs, another original. And man, just just working it how I need to work it. Yeah. You know what? You know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy that that takes me back to the adage. Um, like, you know what I'm saying? If, if God sends you an idea and you don't use it, somebody else will. And it seems like you were that person that used that idea. Cause I'm like, I'm like, uh-huh. that's not the first time I've came up with that. I and see, and somebody used that's good. I'm actually, I'm actually really, I'm actually really happy that that you actually did that, man. Wow, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so that's Love Sessions Volume One, and then uh, your latest single, uh, <coughs> your latest single, excuse me, it came uh-huh. called uh, it was so beautiful. Oh yeah, right. yeah. So that was dropped uh, just last year in August. Yeah. Yeah, in August. So what what's what's that record about? Um, just really paying attention to what's around you, man. And during the time I was heavy, and like you know, because again, I grew up listening to a lot of reggae, a lot of a lot of Bob Marley, man. And it's just mm-hmm. like I was like, man, I just because I I have my setup, so I can kind of create what I want, whatever comes to my mind, I can just create. Because I play all the instruments in the room, keys, wow. acoustic, electric. Yeah, I play all those instruments. So, so beautiful. All of that is me playing. So, all those instruments is me playing. Hey, and, that's, see, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, what I'm so talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Facing it out. So, <laughs> um, yeah. man, just I just found inspiration in just looking around me. Because even when it comes in, I look up in the sky. Lord, how mercy. It's so beautiful. And it's literally just me looking around. Yeah. And I just started naming everything that's beautiful to me that I've seen, whether it's in a movie, whether it's in real life, whether it's when me and my wife went to Mexico, it's just something, stuff just came coming in, coming in my head and just, mm-hmm. just came together. And, you know, like, I just put that nice original bass line, that nice original reggae bass line mm-hmm. to give it move a little bit. And, yeah. man, just create the vibe. So, honestly, that was the inspiration behind it. Just really paying attention to everything that I would deem as beautiful. Man, that's that's dope, man. That's yeah. dope. And then, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get out of here without mentioning, you know what I'm saying? You got a new single dropping this Friday. So when y'all listen to this, okay, when y'all listen to this, that means it's already out because this is coming out Saturday. This, today would be Saturday. Y'all will just go, hey, I'm going to link it down in the bio, okay? Y'all click on the description, the link in the description. Y'all go check yeah. it out. It's called Far From Paradise. So what 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 can we expect on Far From Paradise? Woo! Man, so first of all, I finally, like, I, you know, I'm talking to you about sound and just really finding your sound, being yourself, just really growing in your music. So I finally, like, heard my sound. So in Far From Paradise, I'm bridging the sounds of yesterday, Motowny, Christopher Crossy, and I'm bridging with 2023 like melodies and stuff and again um the song is talking about being far from the person you love and trying to reach them by any mm. means it, it's pretty deep man and 
It's, it's deep. It's deep. And we wrote this song. Far from Paradise is. I go tell you, I'm not gonna reveal when we wrote it yet. I wait till it comes out. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is in here, and I'm so happy, man. I'm super excited to release this one. Like, I'm so serious, man. This ain't no fake excitement. This is like real deal. I've been wanting to release this song forever, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good. It's oh man, it's so good, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. Same. Same. I can't wait to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because all your other music has been has been amazing. Like wow. I, I ain't heard a record where I was just like, you know what? Let me, let me, let X, like, like, or let me power through this. Like, nah, yeah. like, nah. This, it was vibe. It was a vibe. It was vibe. I turned it on. I'm just like, yo. I'm like, this dude is, this dude is rocking. You wow. Know like this dude is rocking. So <laughs> I, hey, hey, kudos to you, my guy, man. You, you, Thanks. hey, you going places, bro? Um, what what do you want to leave? What message you want to leave your fans with? You know what I'm saying? You want to leave the people with? Man, um, a message I would love to leave y'all with for today, because like just like me, I'm thinking about messages every week. There's something new. I'm finding something new, some type of inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, man, I would say keep your tree planted, man, because you know. Even even when even when the water runs dry, eventually the tide comes back, and so mm. you root it in whatever it is that you're achieve, like you're trying to achieve, that you're trying to do. I'm a witness of this. I wouldn't say anything that I haven't gone through. I am a testimony of just hanging in there, man. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I the voice has been out for a long time. I've been in here ATL grinding up for ten years. Here in 2022, I got the call. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, voice and. To, to do all of this stuff. So keep that, keep yourself planted and rooted, man, in your uh, success. And that's going to take focus. That's going to take determination. And that's going to take taking risk, too. Yeah. It's something you can't even avoid if you want, if you really want to do what you want to do. Because another short story, y'all, and I don't know yeah. where I'm going, through, but like right before The Voice, I, um, you know, because I was playing bass professionally in uh, two ministries. I played with Anthony Hamilton. I played with Bobby Valentino, mm-hmm. um, and I wrapped all of that up. And a month and a half later, here comes the message from the voice. And I felt like because of like the determination and the risk factor, and just being grounded and rooted in something I want to do, and being sure, and you know, going to God with a real prayer, telling, asking Him to really open the door here, because I want to show you that I'm persevering here. Like I'm going through all of the. You know, I'm getting hit, boom, boom, left and right here, but I'm still in here. I sold yeah. in that thing. So my message to you guys is stay planted, man. Stay rooted. The tide always comes back, baby. And guess what? Your, your tree will grow. That's it. Amen to that. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. So listen, y'all, I, I would be remiss. Okay, where can people find you at? Okay, let people know where they can find you at. Yes, sir. So you guys can find Instagram at Jamar Langley Music. You can find me on Facebook at Jamar Langley Music. I also have a personal page, which is uh, Jamar Langley. Either one is fine. Like I interact on all of them all day if I have to. TikTok, Jamar Langley Music, and follow me on Twitter because I, I do need some more followers on there. Jamar <laughs> Langley. I'm getting into the tick the, the Twitter groove, you know. So um, oh, y'all, yeah. those are my platforms. Follow me, connect with me. Like I always say, DM me. Listen, if you're having a bad day and I got to go fix a cup of coffee and come and chat with you and DM, I will. 
it's all good. We don't have to talk about music all the time, man. Like I talk about anything, but uh, connect with me at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah, so y'all make sure y'all go tap in with him. Y'all go, y'all go check out his music. Yeah. Um, it's on YouTube, Jamar Jamar Langley. Yes, I'm on YouTube as well. I got um what three four videos on YouTube. I have a video to when the smoke clears, which again is one of my favorite songs. Uh, mm-hmm. Highlight girl. Feel good and mm-hmm. spell it out. I also had like one called Tomorrow. It's very short. It was kind of talking about black on black crime and police brutality. Brutality is like a one verse song. Check that video out. I had like mm-hmm. a little video that's so beautiful was out. Um, man, go and bombard my YouTube channel, please. Yeah. And of course, if you want to catch up with me on the Voice, they have all my videos. Go see me go and kill it on there and have a good time. So mm-hmm. yes, go to my YouTube channel, man. Yes, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, go subscribe. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Go subscribe. Go subscribe. Go subscribe to him. Make sure you subscribe to me. And you know what I'm saying? Hit the notification bells on both platforms. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jamar Langley. This has been episode number 230 of the Homeroom with Smooth Podcast. Catch y'all later. All right.